Yo. This is take two, and I swear, for real, for real, we're here. <laughs> what had happened was, like I said, Ralph Velez, and this fool shut down the internet. <laughs> hey. <laughs> What's up, Cece? How you doing, Ralph? Are you back in Vegas? I am not in Vegas. I'm actually in Phoenix right now. I'll be heading to Vegas in a couple of days. Uh, it seems like I've been pretty much living my life out there. A lot of business going on, uh, a lot of a lot of connections uh, to, to put together, but... We're back home. I'm relaxing. I got my vaccine in my arm, ready to go. Right. Yeah, I uh, little 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 uh, little chills. Um, little funk in the junk. <laughs> little, little funk in the junk for a couple of days, but other, other than that, we're good to go, and we're ready to start the spring off really good. We got a bunch of boxing uh, that was announced today by Showtime. I fire fire lineup, uh, and of course, <clears throat> we've got boxing all over the place. We got the zone with some fire fire heat coming as well. So for the sport of boxing and the fans, it's a it's a good thing. And of course, uh, your expertise, MMA uh, cars are just fire. We got a big uh, car coming up on the twenty fourth, and then a monster pay per view next Saturday. I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. How are you guys doing? Um, doing good. You know what? I haven't gotten uh, my vaccine yet. I plan to do it next week. Um, I got UFC this weekend. I didn't want to chance it on getting like a false positive. I got it. So I'll wait and, and um, yeah, I'm going to get shot up next week. So looking forward to that. But well, hey, listen, sure we, we got a heck of a guest back here. I got to plug in. I just seen the, um, the warning sign holler at me. But we have a heck of a guest here today. We do. Uh, you've seen him uh, on WWE. You've seen him on Glory Kickboxing. You've seen him on the UFC. And now he is currently the play-by-play -play announcer for the zone. My man, Todd Grisham. What's up? What's up, guys? What's up, man? How What's going you? on, man? How you doing? Good. I'm in the middle of spring bank with my kids in Orlando. You know those signs on all the like the souvenir stores that are like, hey, $1.99 t-shirts. You go in there, there's like one shirt in the back that's a dollar ninety-nine, the rest are like a hundred bucks. Yeah. This is a dollar ninety-nine shirt. I bought it. That nice, nice. It well, it's, and you're you're in shape, so I'm sure that the uh, medium and large is nice. nice no, bro, this is an XL, man. man. It's oh, an it's XL. an XL. You just you got the guns just popping out everywhere. That's <laughs> yeah. I figured I'd touch water and this thing would disintegrate <laughs> on my body. But right. It's, it's lasting a couple hours anyway. Yes, sir. Well, we're very, very happy to have you here. Um, I told Cece we were trying to bring you on for the last couple of weeks. You've been a really, really busy man. Uh, we'll touch on the beginning of your career in a minute, but right now. You have two things, man, that are popping off that are huge right now. First of all, congratulations on the zone play-by-play uh, mm -hmm. -play work. You guys are really killing it right now over there. Uh, your cards are fantastic from top to bottom, doing really well on that uh, on that end front. But you've got something really major that uh, anybody in the age bracket from 45 to 30 would really appreciate what you're doing. People don't even understand what you are actually doing right now. We're going to bring that out. You're actually uh, working with Steel City Interactive, and I will let you uh, say the title because it's a long one, but you are killing the game right now as far as you being an executive uh, for the brand new video game called Esports Boxing Club. So without further ado, I'll let you uh, say exactly what your title is, what you are doing, and what you have been able to accomplish in the last few months because when you told me, it was outrageous. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, well, hey, listen, I got I basically the, I stumbled backwards into this job and I it, it came to me pretty easily and it's worked out really well. I've got some great partners helping me out, but I'm, I'm in charge of signing fighters to the game. So I'm trying I'm here to build a roster up and, you know, uh, 
we started out with just, you know, a couple dozen fighters, and now we worked our roster up close to 200 guys, adding more every day. We're, we're, we're basically kind of shutting the roster down, and now we're just kind of going after elite A-level talent. We've gotten so many guys in, so that's where we're at right now. And uh, it's looking like next week we're going to have probably a third and final fighter announcement show. And we've got uh, some pretty big names coming up. I was going to announce one at a time, but we kind of decided let's hold off and do just kind of a big bonanza show. So that's where we're headed next week. Oh, no, you've already got people. Uh, hold on, CC. I'll let you get in there real quick. I'm just real quick. You've got people already in these groups, man, calling for your head pretty much because they're so excited to say, hey, man, when's Todd's coming out? Todd promises this. Todd promises that. I've been firing in there, man. Like, look, you guys don't understand what it takes. Just real quick before CC yeah. asks her first question. Yeah. What does it take, man, to even sign one of these guys? Can you just basically tell these guys to relax and to understand this is 10 years <laughs> in the making and that this doesn't yeah. really happen just between 8 a.m. and noon. You're signing 100 fighters. Can you just explain, like, the process of what this entails? Well, it well, all depends on the individual fighter, the individual manager, the individual promoter. I mean, there's so many wires to get crossed in boxing, and that's one of the reasons EA Fight Night kind of gave it up and moved to UFC. As CC knows, if you sign a deal with the UFC, it's one contract. You get all the fighters. You do with what you want, pretty much. Well, boxing, you got to deal with all these guys. And some of them are super great, super easy to work with. They just want to be part of the game. Other guys are kind of, show me the money. This isn't enough. Some guys will say, look, I'm, I, you're getting the contract back tomorrow morning. Done deal. We've agreed. And then you don't hear from them for two weeks. And that's why, I mean, think about how many great fights you've heard about over the years where you hear one side saying, they, all they can do is sign the contract. And it's done. And it never <laughs> happens. That's just kind of the way it is. So, uh there's been several times we thought we've had a certain boxer only to find out oh, you, you don't have them yet. So we don't, we don't announce anybody in our shows unless they're signed to deals. So, uh, you know, there's, we've got like eight or nine studs that are right there ready to go. We've got several others we've already signed, but we're just kind of holding it off right now. Uh, probably till next week at some point and do another uh, announcement show, which has gotten great response. I mean, uh, the first two got well over 100K views just on our channel. And what a lot of guys do is uh, they'll do like viewing parties, almost like they do for UFC. Joe Rogan does that a lot. So they'll do viewing parties of our announcement show and react to our announcements, sort of like an NFL draft. And, you know, those guys are getting 100,000 views each too. So it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been you know, exhausting at times. It's been enthralling at times, this job. But all in all, man, it's it's a great positive thing for the sport. And boxing needs good publicity. They need to have kids, you know, 14, 15, 16, playing boxing games. That's how a lot of kids stumble into UFC. They find the game. They love the game. Baseball, too. Football with Madden. So I think, um, you know, this this game's going to do a lot, a lot of good for a lot of people. You have such a depth of experience in combat sports, MMA, kickboxing, boxing, mentioned UFC, WWE as well. Why is why was the time right for this game right now? I think the time's been right for 10 years. It's just the frustration level. You know, it'd be like starting an NFL game and they say, well, you, you know, good luck signing Tom Brady. You know, you yeah. might get Jameis Winston, but good luck, you know, good luck signing uh, Aaron Rodgers. So that's kind of how it is. You start out, you sign a couple offensive linemen, you get kind of a bigger name wide receiver, you get a mid-level quarterback, you're, you're waiting to get Tom Brady, you know, you're and you just chip away at it. And the best, the best advertisement for this game is other fighters signing. So, you know, when we announced Lomachenko, 
all of a sudden we're getting calls from people who weren't returning emails. Hey, wait, Lomachenko's in the game. Maybe this is real. Or hey, wait, this, you know, this guy's coming to the game. You know, it's 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 a pattern. So, I mean, we've literally got two or three guys that say, hey, once this individual signs and you show us that he signed, then we'll sign. So you get those kind of people. So not everybody's still buying into it yet, but you, if you've seen the footage of the game itself, I mean, it's it's second to none. And look at look at the YouTube comments because these video game guys. They don't play games, just like UFC fighters. They will tell their fans on Twitter, it is a very nasty landscape. I lived it, trust me. So they will shoot straight with you. They'll tell you exactly what they think. But go look at the the the, the comments under the, the gameplay features that they posted. Everyone's like, this game is going to be incredible, and it really is. I mean, I, I may or may not be old enough to have played Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, but <laughs> that's the well, best game ever best boxing game ever as far as I listen like Bob Bull that was my dude like, I know <laughs> like, but what interests me the most though um outside of like the huge names in, in the in the roster that you built is that you've got an incredible roster of female fighters actually oh, you've yeah. got the best matchup of female fighters out of any promotion oh yeah um, I was curious about the cyborg signing though is she gonna she's gonna box in the game. Oh yeah, and I think she's had some professional boxing before way back she, when. She's done everything. And she was one of those people who was super excited. You know, there's some fighters you gotta dig out of the dirt to track them down, while other <laughs> fighters are blasting you on Twitter and blasting you on she was one of those who reached out to the company. I'd love to be in a boxing game. You know, she's flirted with maybe coming over to boxing. So uh she was super excited and super easy to sign. So uh, that's the kind of people we like the best. You know, people like Sean Porter. Sean Porter loves video games. He loves what we're doing. He wants to be a brand ambassador. He's all in. So those are the, the people we really value as opposed to someone where we're like, please sign with us. Oh, my God, we'd love to have – I mean, we'll do it for certain guys. But after a while, you're like, you know what? The game is bigger than any fight. Like, we got Loma. <laughs> oh, you got Loma Chico. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, speaking of big, Crawford, you know, you got Terrence Crawford, you got Joe Smith Jr. You, you got, you know, all these big names that we've announced. That's, you know, and yeah. for instance, you know, we've got some heavyweights that we're announcing. We've got a bunch of Eastern European guys that we've just signed. Some others we're waiting on. It's just, you know, new female fighters. It's, it's almost time to close shop in the esports boxing club. But once the game gets released. Um, and see how great it does. You know, we might be adding fighters in, you know, a year or two down the road. So we're always going to be evolving the roster. We want to keep things fresh. And uh, that's where we're at right now. Uh, five, ten years ago, you'd go to Best Buy, you'd buy the game, you'd put it in, you'd play it for eight hours a day. Your thumb would be missing its, its fingerprint. You turn the machine off, and that was it. <laughs> now, now you have Twitch, now you have tournaments. Now you have get-togethers where guys are playing Madden for a million-dollar first prize. Do you yeah. see this game getting to that level where you're setting up at Allegiant Stadium uh, or, or, or a big arena and you have a worldwide tournament? They already have a belt, and for those that haven't seen it, it is a legit WBC championship belt. It's not a Wish app belt that you get, and it's this big You know when you order it. It is legit. It is a big, gigantic belt, a real gold WBC belt. Do you see the game getting to that level? Why not? You know, the, the, that's the stuff we get. I think fans are going to take it to that level. You know, they're going to they're going to clamor for it. They're going to want it. Plus, all most of these boxers like uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr., Terrence Crawford, Sean Porter, these guys are huge gamers in their own right. I could see us having a, a fighter division where fighters battle it out to see who the champ is. 
a fan division, fans versus uh, fighters, fighters. Well, fans. let's have the Twitter warriors, the keyboard warriors versus hey. the fighters. Time <laughs> out. Time out. Look, guys, we're live. This boxing fanatico, Edward Vasquez, that joined in, he is your biggest proponent of this game. I want to give a shout out to him. There he is, right there on the bottom. This dude's Edward, videos up, are awesome, dude. He studies everything from movement, shoulder roll, to footwork, to the way the ropes are bouncing. This guy is breaking down the game 100%. Shouts out to Boxing Fanatical. This dude, these, these guys are carrying the, the, the legend of this game, Todd, before oh, the man. game even gets released. It's awesome. I hate hyping it up so much because I'm not the game designer and I'm putting a lot of pressure on those guys. But when they release the stuff and people are like, oh my God, it already looks better than UFC. And, all this, but, and, and they're telling me, the bosses and the, and the game creators are like, oh, well, this it's still going to get better. This is still alpha stuff. Wait till you see it in two or three months. That's where I'm like, hey, this is going to be the greatest fight game ever created. Um, and it's crazy you say the UFC because I actually just put the UFC game on. My son was playing it uh, a couple days ago. I couldn't believe how good it looks. And if you're saying yeah. it's going to look better than that with next-gen graphics, then it's, it's yeah. a wrap. It, it, I mean, I'm a, already going to be in just because it's boxing. I, I haven't oh, played yeah. a video game in a long time. Um, but we're definitely going to be doing it in this house. How many platforms are you going to be on? Basically all of them. Um, right now we're scheduled for an early release sometime maybe uh, early summer on just PC, which will be, the game will be about 70 to 80% done, not the full roster, work out the bugs, get feedback from the hardcore guys, do that, and then have a, 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 a full release on Xbox, PS4, PS5, um, all the major consoles. That'll be later this year, late fall, early, early winter, it's looking like. Todd, how do you get from um, starting your career in Iowa, man? Uh, we had a conversation about this last week to working your way through the ranks, man. I'm so proud of what you've done. Uh, we had a we had a chance to, to talk a couple weeks ago and I really got to know your personality, what you're about. And I'm gonna tell you, brother, I thought I worked my ass off, dude. You're <laughs> everywhere right now. Uh, and you, like me, I have three children that I have to manage. Granted, one is 23 and basically doing his own thing, but you still have the, the responsibilities you still worry about your family. How are you able to judge going from a glory kickboxing uh, tournament to a DAZN card back to the children, dealing with this constant 24-7. I mean, we were sitting there talking at midnight, and you're getting text messages about this game. Mm -hmm. It's nonstop for you. How are you able to, to balance your life, man? You just deal, you just, it's a good problem to have, right? I mean, my kids were in Orlando. They're swimming outside in, the, in a pool of the house. That, it's our vacation house. Or it's kind of my main house. Tax purposes. I hope the IRS isn't watching. But in order to do that kind of stuff, daddy's got to make money. Hey, daddy's got to go do this show. And it's a good problem to have. You know, Ralph, you wouldn't be happy if you weren't working all the time. If you didn't have stuff going on, you you can't sit still like me. So I, I enjoy it. And it's a great time for this video game because – I'm putting into work now, and yes, I'm fielding calls at 2 in the morning from Singapore and from Australia and, and all that stuff. But I'm putting in the six months' work to get all these fighters signed. And once that happens, not that it's cruise control because we've got a lot of other irons in the fire, but then it's downhill, you know. And then right. hopefully dad did enough to, you know, pay for his kid's college, which is a dream of mine that I've always wanted to do. So, I mean, it helps to uh, have an ex-wife that is, is – um, flexible as far as the, the child care but i i get my kids 50 50 so i'm usually home at least 15 days a month and i get them basically every day i'm in town so that's what i do 
As Ralph mentioned, you have multiple day jobs. Uh, you got one coming up that's uh, going to need your attention. You've got the the Andrade fight this weekend. Um, there's two. Are there two broadcast teams for that fight? Yeah, there's the English commentary crew They're trying something different. You know what's strange? People in England love, to, in my estimation, they love their commentary a little more dry. They prefer it a little more matter of a fact. Whereas Americans. I mean, Las Vegas is the fight capital of the world. Fireworks, explosions, me screaming, Ralph yipping and yelling at the beginning. Americans prefer that a little bit more. So I think there's gonna... like tea and crumpets. You can say it. That shit is boring. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching Ebony Bridges fight last weekend, and I was kind of like, what? I just put it on mute and just watched the fight. Yeah, well, hey, in England, they're doing the same thing to me. They're like, shut this. this Not this. a chance. Oh, <laughs> you'd be surprised. But, you know, you give them options. So it's fine with me. Whatever. Um, English is English in my book. I'm not, everybody's, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, as they say, right? <laughs> well, you know, I brought up Ebony Bridges, and I know that she signed in the game, and Shannon Courtney as well. We could have a rematch in the esports realm oh. before they actually see each other again. What a fight that, that was. was. That was amazing. And that's what women's – you knew you hear about women uh, WNBA players and soccer players. We need we need equality. We need to be treated the same way. You fight like that. You play like that. You'll be equal in no time. You know it was I mean? cracking. It's probably the best female fight I've seen all year. It it should be a nomination for fight of the year. I mean, Ebony with one eye. You know, the, the and, last and it was, bro, it was close. I didn't know. I didn't know for sure who was going to win that fight. And they both had moments where you thought they were going to get knocked out. It was just. Fantastic. And I think I'm telling you, Katie, uh, Katie Taylor fights in a couple of weeks against uh, not Taylor. Oh, so my Natasha God. Natasha Jones. Show uh, Natasha Jones. Somebody can chime in on your thing. Why am I forgetting? Is it Natasha say? Jones? She has. Is it Natasha it's Jones? It's a name. I should know this. Let's see. It's No, it's it might be. I'm going to find right now. Katie it's JoJo. Taylor. Who? <laughs> Katie Taylor. News. Images. Natasha Jones, you're right. That's going to be Natasha Jones. Natasha Jones. There's Mr. Knott chiming in, or Miss Knott, Daryl Knott. Yeah, Natasha Jones. That's going to be fantastic as well. So there's some big female fights coming up. Amanda Serrano's always a lot of fun to watch. Clarissa Shields does her thing. So they've they've Clarissa's got. Clarissa's coming back in PFL. Yeah, we just gotta we gotta start matching them up where it's always you know Clarissa Shields fights. She only has two knockouts. She dominates. You know, it's it's kind of like Floyd Mayweather's doing at the end of his career where he's winning, but. You're not exciting too many people. So we need you need those exciting fights like we saw last week for sure. And I think there's a lot of women that can bring it. Katie Taylor is one of those. Delphine Pursoon. We've signed uh Delphine Pursoon to the to the game. Uh so I think women's boxing is in a great place. And the more and this video game is gonna help too. Little girls say, Hey, I want to be a boxer, I can box, you know, why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. What has been in the years of your being in the industry? What has been your 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 best night? It didn't have to be, uh, you know, eighty thousand people. What is the best night of your career and the the biggest regret that you've had so far? Um, oh God! Well, you you taking me up the roller coaster and bringing me down? Holy cow, Ralph! No, no, no! And, and just because like we had those night nights, the, right? And then the worst night of your life where you would want to yeah. kill yourself. Jeez, Ralph! I remember the most. I mean, I've I've called some some great events and you know WWE uh, WrestleMania. Uh, mm -hmm. in Houston for 80,000 people was awesome. I called a kickboxing match in a soccer stadium in, in the Netherlands right before the uh, pandemic. 
that had 30,000 people there. But one, it was, I called a glory kickboxing event in New York City. And it was like a nine card, nine fight card. And I swear it had to be like at least eight knockouts and incredible fights from top to bottom. And glory's got that feel where I don't, you know, when I'm on the zone or if I'm doing WWE, you're thinking, all right, I got to hype this product. I got to say this on time. I've kind of stick to this script. But, but, but glory kickboxing, it's a lot more, Todd, do your thing. You and Joseph Oxley, just do your thing. And those some amazing fights. Kevin Van Ostrand, uh, who fights out of Syracuse, was on that card. Uh, it was just a, a super fun, awesome night. Um, I remember that one especially. And then you asked my biggest regret. I guess you're not a regret, but what is your – maybe maybe uh, a gig you didn't take. Maybe it was a, a night where you weren't feeling very well, up to par. And I'll give you an example. For me, uh, my biggest regret in, in this industry is not starting earlier. Uh, my first gig was at 32 years old. And when I was in my 20s, I'm like, dude, I've been doing this shit, taping myself since I was nine years old. I could get this done. But it was the fear of not being able to get where I needed to be. And that was my regret. It's like, man, I didn't get my first gig till I was 32 years old. So that, that was my regret. So it could have been, it didn't have to be a show. It could have been just a, a road less traveled or something that you didn't jump on. Um, because everybody's human, man. Right now, you yeah. worked on ESPN. Uh, I heard the Jim Ross uh, podcast just this morning because I just happened to stumble upon it. Uh, and it was quite fascinating. I had no idea you had a soccer scholarship. I had no idea yeah. that you yeah. were in soccer broadcasting before you even got into combat sports, right? So, like, for me, you've done so many things on so many levels that maybe uh, if I would have stayed here with this channel, I, I could have done this. Well, you know, anything- not a regret, but going back to what you said about not starting early, for some reason, and I say this to everyone, it, it's easy for me to do, but the earlier you can figure out what you want to do with your life and, and commit to it, the better you're going to be. I just remember I always wanted to do something in broadcasting. And I played soccer. I wanted to be a soccer announcer. And I played on scholarship my freshman year. And I was like, you know what? You're going to play four years. You'll, you'll have a good time, whatever. At the end of it, you might play semi-pro, but that's it. But you want to be a broadcaster. So I quit playing soccer. I didn't quit playing, but I quit playing on scholarship. And I started doing shows for the university broadcast station. I was doing basketball. Nice. And, I was doing, and I just decided I'm in college to make money. This is what I want to do. So that's – I just knew early on in my career that's what I wanted. And I was willing to make all these sacrifices early in my career that I couldn't make now. Right now I can't just jump in my Acura Integra and drive to Ottumwa, Iowa to make fourteen grand a year. But I could when I was 22 and move right. to Tucson and move to Missouri and take a job at WWE and travel 51 weeks a year. I couldn't do that. But I put in all that kind of sweat equity, like they said, when I was younger, the stuff you probably still having to do now, Ralph, at least, you know, cause I started earlier and it right. paid big dividends for me. So as, as Frank Sinatra said, regrets, I've had a few, but too few to mention, right? There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing that, of course there's individual shows I've, I'd love to have over. You can do a search. I've said a lot of stupid things I wish I hadn't said and all that kind of stuff. But overall, I've been so fortunate, so lucky that I, it's not even worth thinking that hard about. Awesome. Awesome. You yeah. are a father of three young girls and actually to kind of like stay with the fact that, you know, you, you knew early, 
what it is that you wanted, what it was you wanted to do. Yeah. Similarly here, I did as well, but I noticed my son and my daughter are gravitating towards things that are broadcasting related. One is really into WWE um, and the other one just likes to talk smack. So we'll figure it out. But do you know <laughs> he, like, he could be the wrestler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, no. He has, he's not the smack talker. She is. It's the little girl. <laughs> I um, but I told them we could do a tag team like mom is in. Like you want right. to tag me in. Um, you look like you're ready go. to go. So you could be a diva, no doubt. We're uh, we're ready to go. Look, I'm a country girl. I'll settle things a little differently. (laughs) But do you notice that, though, with are you more conscious of that with your own kids? Like, you know what? You're recognizing things early that they like to do, that they're interested to do in doing. And like, why waste time, you know, having them do? Yeah, I don't know, play tennis, not that tennis is a bad thing. But if they're not into it and like and if hockey is their thing, like, do you start there? You starting to see that with your own daughters and able to kind of apply that lesson that you learned? Yeah, um, but a lot of times they'll be like, "Let's, Dad, sign me up for tennis," and they go the first lesson. I don't like. Don't. Well, you're you're doing tennis because you signed <laughs> we, up for tennis. Committed. That's right. Yeah, so you get that kind of problem, or one will want to do it because the other sister wants to do it and all yeah. that stuff. But you can just tell by, you know, you're a mom. You can and, and Ralph, you can just tell just by their demeanor. What mm-hmm. they're going to be good at, and what they're not like. My one daughter, I'll tell her straight. She's nine. She's like th- thinks she has the greatest voice in the world. And I'll say, okay, well, let's sing and record it. Let's, you know, I'll record it. She sings, then I'll play it back, and then I'll play like the Taylor Swift song version. I'm like, well, what do you think? That's pretty good. I'm like, really? You think you'd be a pro singer? <laughs> Why don't we get you voice lessons? No, I don't need voice lessons. I'm like, okay, you don't need voice lessons, you know. But I let them do whatever they want to do now. They're not really old enough to, to kind of make those decisions. But certainly. My one daughter loves making these TikTok videos and she's extremely creative. And I know you hear that from all parents, but I, I, she wanted to kind of be an actress. And I said, you realize if you really want to do this for a living, this kind of create videos, you, you have a much better chance of being successful if you want to be behind the camera and be the producer and think of the ideas because everybody wants to be the actress or actor. No yeah. So do that when you're 16 to 24 instead of chasing that dream and then going, okay, well now I'm going to be a director at eight or producer at age 26. Start that when you're 15 and 16 and it makes a big difference. Before we let you go, Todd, I thank you for joining us again, man. I appreciate it again. You know, getting to spend some time with you. I, I realize how passionate you are, not only about the game, man, but just about your, your life, your, your children, your career, and that you strive to get better. Just like, you know, we've shared, some things about how we just strive to get better, man. And we just want to be, you know, that person be there in that moment. And just, it's just, you know, our time to shine, man. And you're doing such a good job. Very, very proud of you for what you're doing. Uh, before CC asks uh, the final questions, let you go. I just want to say thank you for coming with it, uh, coming on with us. Thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you for uh, indulging in what seems to be an interesting process for you with this game. And I promise you it is going to be coming to an end and you'll be able to reap the benefits and be, proud of what you have accomplished think about it man you and a, and a and a group of eight or nine studio guys before they expanded their team was able to get more fighters than ea sports the biggest sports company in gaming and that's got to be an accomplishment just to get these guys on paper uh very proud of what you're doing man and i look forward to look at that i mean you dude i'm still playing that. atari graphics on my on my, on my <laughs> Xbox, and we've got this stuff coming on man look at this how beautiful is that? And, and you it's know what's crazy about this? It's the tattoos that'll freak you out. If you zoom in on the tattoos, you're like, oh my, they've got such quality of the tattoos on the cartoon, dude. It's crazy. And hey, again, so the you know, pictures. 
those pictures are still what they call alpha. So those will get even more clear, more crisp, more precise in a couple months from now. So it's just, there, but I need to use my hype man, Ralph. I feel like there was a rumor. There's a rumor. There's a rumor that you're going to have behind the scenes interviews, press conferences. Can we get a little bit of a nugget here, or are we still uh, we still in the work? I'm sorry. What did you ask for? Are we looking for? Are we going to be looking for as fans press conferences, behind the scene interviews, like WWE style? Are we going to gravitate towards that in the game, or is that yet to be released? This game. This game. The the coolest part is. You remember with, uh, you know, you mentioned Mike Tyson's punch out. You, you'd beat the first guy. It'd show you running down the road, training. You This time you get to pick your manager. You get to pick your cut man. You get to pick your promoter. When you're starting out in the in the, in the uh, career mode, you, you can only wear certain kind of gloves. You win a couple more fights, you can get better gloves. You can get a better trainer. You, and you just build your career through that, and you fight bigger names and go to bigger venues and uh, – it's just going to be incredible. And if there's if there's some fighter you don't don't have in the game that you want, you can create someone that looks similar to him, or you build your own character creator. You know, you create the cartoon version of yourself, and you can be in the game. So it's uh, it's really high tech, fun, awesome stuff. And this isn't one of those, for better or worse, it's not one of those button masher games where you should just punch, 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 you'll get killed in this game because, like the last EA Sports Fight Night, if you threw like let's say a jab and you stepped him with the right hand, you come straight back every time. Well, now they've got it where you can throw the jab, throw the right hand, slip out sideways. Oh, no. You know, or, 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 you know what I mean? Or come in low, you know, like your Pavetkin trying to get on the inside of the big. There's just (laughs) so many cool body movements and footwork. It's it's really next level stuff. We've got a. Also, have a ring announcer. Am I correct? Are there ring announcers involved in this? Oh, yeah. Rambling Ralph. Ralph, We're we're spitting his name around. We'll see how that goes. You know, we don't know if he's good enough. He's okay, but we'll we'll, we'll see what's up. (laughs) But uh, I'm sure we'll see Ralph down the line. But uh, Jimmy Lennon Jr. is in the game. Um, So he's. Craig Stevens. What's that? Craig, I think it's Craig Stevens from England yeah. as well, right? Yeah, England. So, well. you know, if you're doing a, a, game, a fight in Wembley Stadium or whatever, you pick, you get him. If you're fighting in Las Vegas, you get Jimmy. Um, if you're fighting a smaller show, you might get somebody else. But, um, yeah, it's it's totally immersive. Totally – it's one of those games where you can play for 24 hours a day and, and still find new things about it. Oh, Ralph, yeah, your absolutely. friend Jeff is asking a question in the chat. Yeah, uh, but Jeff Ronning, he is the uh, Masters heavyweight champion that is over 35 and above. He travels the country. He is actually the ringside Masters champion, still reigning. Uh, love your work. Your honor personality seems like a lot more playful, including the banter with Sergio Mora. How did that evolve? You and Sergio's relationship, how did that evolve? Well, Sergio is the... There's two ways to describe it. He's either the smartest dumb guy I know or the dumbest smartest guy I know. Because he, you know what I mean? He he he's quoting him him Hemingway and Shakespeare in one sentence, and the next sentence he doesn't know where his his beer is. You know what I mean? Or he doesn't remember the name of the hotel. He knows the important stuff. Or he can't fit, he doesn't know the directions to the airport. It's it drive you crazy. But the best thing about Sergio is he likes to bust balls and he wants you to crack on him. He can laugh at himself. And there's a lot of guys that aren't aren't like that. So him and Chris Mannix, yeah. they really don't like each other. They do like each other, but they don't. And just all day long, they're busting each other's chops all day long. <laughs> so it gets a little old at times, but, you know, for the most part, during the undercard, we'll, we'll crack it up a little bit more. But as it gets to the top of the card and the main event, we'll get a little bit more serious. But people seem to like it. And I've always – when I call a fight, I don't – I'm not Mr. Announcer guy. And this is it. And 12 rounds, and we're going to do this. And 
I'm just like, hey, man, oh, my God, can you guys believe this? We're about to see, you know, Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. Here we go. This is going to be incredible. I'm more the guy sitting next to you at Buffalo Wild Wings. Absolutely. And you know what's crazy? I do the Mayweather streams just like that, and people kind of knock at me for it, but that's the only way to be because we're fans first, man. That's the only way to be. You get to see the true Todd Grisham in full effect. The same Todd that's on the zone broadcast is the same Todd having dinner with me at One Steak House and Virgin uh, Casino. It is an unbelievable experience to hang out with this guy. And what rhymes rhymes with loco? Chocolatito. Yeah, you're never going to forget that ever, ever again. Yes. Well, of course, you are on DAZN, and you all – we're part of a pioneering group to take these apps and put boxing content on them across the globe. And there were some kinks that had to get worked out, but what are some of the things that you wish the fans would know about putting together a boxing uh, promotion behind the scenes? Because people get frustrated, um, they get impatient, um, but you know there is a process. So there's kind of some, some magic elements of the secret sauce that you can reveal. Well, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to call UFC fights for a year. With the UFC, it's basically cut and paste. One week, next week. Same-looking venue, same-looking octagon, same-looking ring card girl outfit, same-looking Reebok outfit, same-looking gloves, same-looking same announcer. It's all the same. Boom, boom, boom. With boxing, it's a different venue. It's a different camera crew. It's a different truck. It's a different producer. It's different promoters. It's different. You know what I mean? So everything is so much different, so it's hard to get consistent looks and consistent uh, feel when everything seems to be changing. So the more things can stay the same, if you have the same announcing crew, you have the same director, same producer, then it can get a little more consistent. But that's kind of what makes boxing so interesting, you know? Um, remember when they said they were going to have Fight Island and people were losing their minds? The UFC doesn't do anything different than Fight Island, oh, my God. And you turn it on, and they're in a, and they're in a warehouse, yes, yeah. and it looks exactly the same. Yeah. I was like, at least have a giant window where you can see the Make it different somehow. But they, you know, they just don't do it. So finally, um, there's a ton. You've got 200 fighters in there. What are some of your dream matchups that never happened in the ring that actually you're going to look forward to in the game? And well, God, there's so many fights right now that aren't happening that you you want to see happen, right? I'd love to see Lomachenko against uh, any of these guys that are in there. You know, Chocolatito, how will he... Oh, well, he, I mean, Clarissa Shields, wouldn't you love to see her fighting Jessica McCaskill? That'd be an amazing one. And it's the legends, you know, like we've got uh, Joe Frazier. You know, I get asked all the time, how would Joe Frazier do or how would Muhammad Ali do against these guys? I'm like, well, there's one way to find out, you know. Put Joe Frazier in there against Tommy Morrison. I'd love to see oh, that Oh, my goodness. Fight. I hope you oh. sign Errol Spence because there is a fight in there that we've been waiting on. Oh, uh, my God. Well, we got Terrence Crawford, Crawford. announced. We got yeah. Terrence Crawford. Hey, Crawford versus Lomachenko would be a fun one. We got Jorge Linares in the game. Linares obviously would love another crack at Lomachenko. Um, we're working on, again, as of next week, maybe you can have me back on in two weeks. We'll have a lot more names to, right. to, to, to announce for you. So we've hey, got, hey uh, why not Chris Mannix and uh, Sergio Mora? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have them fight each other? Put Mannix why in not? the game. <laughs> so I, told, I told Sergio, I said, listen, if you want people to, to be into your character, play your character, Let's make you like the glass Joe. Let's give you zero, zero power. We'll give you zero. We'll give you quickness. We'll give you stamina, but no power. No, you know, whatever. Just have people just destroy it. Everyone would pick him just to beat him up. up. (laughs) 
Well, yeah. we've been talking with Todd Grisham, um, who wears a lot of hats, but one of the newest ones for him is the VP of uh, Player Acquisitions. And listen, this game, even in the beta phase, is the most exciting game in boxing in 25 years. So yeah. you're already winning in that aspect. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And I, I think people have been clamoring for, for a game for so long. And I've, I've mentioned this before, but like if you had the, the last version of the UFC game, they have a button where you can just stand up and fight because that's what people want. Like, I mean, how do you set up a, a crucifix with your controller on the, on the ground? And how do you set up a, you know what I mean? An arm yeah. bar mission and put your leg. How do you, it's all just kind of hodgepodge. But with boxing, this is jab. This is right hand. This is uppercut. This is step back and buck. It's going to be, it, it's going to be as realistic a game as you can play. And it's not going to be easy. So uh, um, hopefully and, people and, can get into yeah. it. Let's go. And I just think that uh, uh, the fact that it's going to be fresh, next gen, uh, 4K, 8K, whatever it ends up being, uh, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, you're going to have some, hopefully, some special guest referees in the game as well. We won't say no names, and you're working on that as well. And it's going to be fantastic all the way around. I mean, yeah. it, it's truly going to be uh, the most fascinating boxing game ever created. And I'm just glad that you are a major part of it. And uh, you should take a bow and pat yourself on the back, man. <laughs> a lot of work. Not no, yet. seriously. I know it's been a lot of work, man, so far, and I think that um, once we once once it gets going and once it gets smoothly ran out there, you're going to have your haters, like always, your true EA sports heads that are going to find something wrong with the game, like oh, his sweat bead fell too far off, fast off his body, or some bullshit like that. But at the end of the day, man, um, you guys are doing fantastic for a group of less than thirty, CC, less than thirty people at this company that have created this monster. It's unbelievable, and uh, I just can't wait for it to come out. And uh, like I said, man, uh, a new friend of mine, uh, you're fantastic at what you do. I'm glad that we were able to share uh, some common things about our career, and uh, you're a proud father like I am, man. I look forward to a lot of uh, outstanding days with you, my brother, and let's uh, go out there and kill it in your speck of the woods and in mine, and we'll, we'll link up again. We really appreciate you. All right. Thank you guys for having me on CC. I appreciate it. Congratulations to you. Enjoy the rest of the spring break with the girls. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great one, guys. Later. Thanks, man. Look, uh, they're predicting five to 10 million copies of this game. Um, <clears throat> I don't see where uh, it doesn't hit that. And I'm talking digital downloads. Uh, these fighters are going to be able to download their very special heroes if they're not already in the game. Um, we're talking big, gigantic names that I can't say yet. You know, they'll, they'll be out soon. But, I mean, fantastic. Uh, I'm very happy. I, I, you know, Steel City and I spoke a long time ago about this project, you know, and of course, uh, opening up for guys like Jimmy Lennon and I don't care if I announce it in a damn alley in a, you know, in a Chicago suburb or a Phoenix, Arizona alleyway. I don't care. I'm just happy to be a part of this project. I'm happy to be um, involved in such a wonderful thing. Uh, I have every boxing game that's ever been put out, even, you know, the ready to rumble with buffer that uh, created his mm -hmm. mega uh, $300 million fortune. Uh, a lot of people don't know it was because of that game. They gave him a huge dollar amount and that game ended up selling millions of copies and the guy ended up becoming mega uber rich off of it. Sweet. So, you know, um, I have everything from, you know, like the Mike Tyson's punch out to the fight night. Uh, and, and, and I just can't wait for this to be a part, but you know, more than that, Dude, Todd is like a um, Todd is like a people person, man. Like I didn't know what to expect when I met him. I didn't know what to think of him. 
the first 15 minutes because I'm like, man, this guy is putting on a front. Like he's not, you know, the most <laughs> network guys that you meet, man, they're not real, right? It's like they have a hard time. It's like a police officer. After 15 or 20 years in law enforcement, they have a hard time shutting that down yeah. and becoming their everyday mm -hmm. life. Now we are, um, you know, a couple days in and I'm like, dude, this dude is cool as shit. He doesn't change his personality. I like him. He's now a friend of mine. Uh, we, and, and it's going to be a good days ahead, not only for him and what he's doing, but man, he's all over the place. He's done every single form of combat sport that's yeah, out there. Awesome. You know what I mean? Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. it's just, he's seen it all. He's done it all. And not too many people, even the legends that have been broadcasting for 40 years can say that they did a WrestleMania, a glory kickboxing mm -hmm. UFC, and a Canelo fight. Like, how do you, yeah. how do you even, how do you say that? Like you, you just don't. And I'm very proud of them. So uh, good days ahead, Cece. Good days ahead. Glad to be back good on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, you know, so we had good days ahead. Showtime announced their uh, slate for the next several months um, of boxing. Some interesting fights on there. I see David Benavidez. I was really excited to see Nonito Donaire. Um, we haven't seen him in the ring in a while. So um, that's something to look forward to. Both Chilo brothers. Yes, and I, I want to start off with the first one, May 15th, Luis Neri and Brandon Figueroa. That hey, no. is going to be fire. And for hey, those no. that really don't pay attention to that, you know, the, the, the I don't want to say B fighters, the PBC, because these guys are awesome fighters. But, you know, there's some guys that they really push and showcase, and there's some mm -hmm. guys that are getting there to that level. Neri Figueroa is going to be fireworks. Yeah. Ubali yeah. and Bonaire, that's going to be a sick fight. You know, you've got the uh, Jamal against Juan Montiel. That's for a championship. Uh, Gervonta Davis and Mario Barrios. Now, look, I'm not going to say that um, that this is a, a gigantic. Well, look, Gervonta uh, is going to go up and wait and fight this guy, right? So we'll see he what happens. Going, well, he's going, he needs to be going up a weight. So that's good for him. Um, yeah. and I think it's a good introduction to him um, at that weight. And again, I want to reiterate Al Heyman loyalty to the fighters that sign with him. You have Yoriokis Gamboa, who in the last two fights has kind of taken a beating, but yet he's been a game opponent. He's getting another chance to be, to fight for an interim title. He's going to be fighting Chris Colbert. So like, you know, if you stay loyal to the man, he's going to give you your opportunities. And I don't give a shit what anybody says. I've seen it with my own eyes, people missing weight, people, and, 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 and we still get title shots out of there, right? Look at Guillermo Rigondeau. August 14th, he'll be taking on on Gianriel uh, uh, Casamiro. And then you've got the big one there, uh, David Benavides uh, against uh, Uskateki um, on August 28th. It's And then the winner of the Neri Figueroa is going to fight Stephen Fulton Jr., who looked phenomenal against my boy Angelo Leo. No hate, yeah. Stephen yeah. Fulton. I mean, he looked great. He's too he big, too strong for Leo. Any names missing off of there that you, you hope to see later in the year? You know, I want to see Earl Spence get in there with somebody and just stay busy. Um, I, I want to I know what is going on there. Um, there ain't you know, no welterweights on this list. Well, no, I, well you've got uh, – is Ugas fighting at, at welterweight? Ugas is fighting at yeah. Waterway, but I don't see him anywhere on this list. Do you? Am I tripping here? Mm -mm. I don't see him anywhere. And, you know, and that's the thing is that the Waterway division at PBC is strong. That is a strong point. Uh, and yet, that's why I was wondering where they at. <laughs> and yet we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, bantamweight, featherweights, uh, super lightweight, and the highest that we go was super middleweight with uh, Benavides 
So that, that'll be a good fight. And that's a super middleweight title eliminator. So here's the thing with that is that if we are showing uh, a title elimination belt and Canelo still holds the WBC belt at that time, what the hell is going to happen there? Right. right. You're gonna you're gonna be put in a corner where Canelo's gonna say, Okay, I'm gonna fight this guy so everybody can shut the hell up, or I'm moving up uh to uh light heavyweight. So you don't see Caleb Plant on that list. I don't see Caleb Plant on this list. So I mean you brought up Canelo, and so Caleb is a name that's circling the wagon, the Canelo wagon. We're gonna see what happens, you know, with Canelo's next fight. But I mean, listen, Caleb Plant is still in the mix. It's, it's going to be a very interesting year for sure. Um, you know, again, I look forward to, to be honest with you, uh, the fight that I'm looking forward to right now is May 1st. I'm trying to get a damn ticket to watch Reese and Ariola. Listen, listen, I know fans are talking shit, and I know they don't really want to see it, and they're wise at pay-per-view, but you have to understand, Chris Ariola has been Al Heyman's guy since the inception. Chris Ariola is either the first or the second guy to sign with uh, Al Heyman. So, like, can you get a date for Ariola any other time right now? No. So what do you do? You reward him with pay-per-view. That is my thought on it. I could be completely wrong. But to see Ariola still getting a chance since being there for day one, he never turned down any fight that Al gave him, hmm. nor is he turning down this fight with a guy that hits like a ton of bricks. It's going to be an all-out firework. I'm going to pick the whole burger on it, whatever the hell it is. Okay. If it's four and a half, five and a half, the bet these guys are going to go at it. And that's the fight I'm looking forward to. They sold out. The fight is sold out. There's no what? more tickets. For that. Yeah, there's no more tickets. There's resale tickets for like $1,000, um, but there is no more tickets to this fight. They are sold out. So, wow. Yeah, we're still trying to make our. There's our another big pay per view this weekend. You trying to go? You trying to see um, the Ben Askren and um, Jake Paul? Fight. You know, um, they. How do I put it? Um, you see that fool doing some acrobatics? Uh, yeah, I'm really anxious to see what how this goes down. They're going to be fighting at the uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium with no crowd. Okay. Why you pick a venue so big, maybe you thought that you were going to have crowd at that point in time. You're going to be able to bring in a couple of people, but there's going to be no crowd from what I hear. Uh, so you're spending money there. You're spending money on. Wait um, a minute. Where, it's in Florida, isn't it? I uh, I thought we were. Where's Mercedes Benz? Oh, it's in Atlanta. I, I thought it was. Am I mistaken? Maybe I'm no, wrong. No, it's there. in Georgia. It's in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so look, uh, I'm really anxious to see what the numbers do. Uh, I've got. Uh, you've got um, uh, who's a real fight oh, on the card? Oh my god, I just saw the card. You've got um, oh my lord, can you believe that I'm not? I, I, I'm not, I'm, the name is is right here on the top of my tongue, and we're live, so I, I, I he's got there's legitimate fighters on there. There's like yeah. four or five legitimate fights on there. Um, That's oh my goodness, yeah, look it up. I, I can't believe I'm, I'm, I'm the name is. Is um is slipping my mind, but they've got the co-main yeah, event. We got a lot going on. We know. <laughs> Regis Progress. Thank you, Jeff. Right, Thank Regis. You. Thank you, Jeff. I knew Jeff was going to come. Sorry, Jeff. Thanks, I've been Jeff. Man, I've been recovering from my vaccine, but yes, Regis Progress is on this card. You know, and then you're going to uh, have we got another crossover Kimo. one with Steve Cunningham and Frank Mir. Yes, um, that was not going to be good for Frank Mir. I'm sorry. Uh, That'll be that'll be a nightmare for that man. Steve Cunningham still punches like a ton of bricks. 
But the Regis Parade, I mean, listen, and they've been doing that. They've been putting legit boxers on the co-mains um, so they can call it a boxing match or whatever, boxing event. Yeah, and they have over 50 rounds, so it's legit. Um, uh, they show the rounds of boxing on there to make sure everybody is aware that they are going over uh, 50 rounds and hey man it's 50 dollars uh, it's just 50 dollars for um the pay-per-view this one is not going to blow the doors off of the, the numbers it's not um it's just so you just don't have the name in ben Askren or jake paul we've seen jake paul you know the yeah. novelty has yeah. worn off you needed a bigger name on the other side to actually to carry that i, I mean i don't know i could be wrong but i ain't well they've they switched a lot of stuff as well uh mara ronaldo is no longer play-by-play -play. it's going to be ray flores who was um go ahead <laughs> what are you what? gonna say when no, did ray, I yeah, ray, Flor ray, ray flores is doing the play-by-play -play, uh and you've got snoop so play by play yeah play by play ray flores is doing play-by-play -play. um and you've got Snoop, and you're gonna have uh, Mario Lopez as a host. I mean, they got some some legit guys in there. We'll see what happens. Well, with Snoop's it. I just, gonna carry fifty percent of it. For people who don't know, um, who aren't like you know boxing nerds like we are, but Ray Flores is actually a ring announcer, and so to bring him to the desk for play by play, that's interesting. I don't think he's ever done that, has he? Yeah, he does play by play for um, for PBC all the time. Um, that's really okay. what he's been doing. That's really what he's been doing a lot. He, he'll actually do play by play and announce from from the table. And uh, and you know it's it's a it's a twist. Um, he's really serious about his sports. And then we're gonna go and do this. So we'll see what happens. He uh, Ray Flores is a legit uh, straight down the line boxing purist. We'll see how how this works out. Whether they're trying to take it to the serious route now by hiring him, I don't know. Um, but I want to see what the numbers are, and I want to see if this sustains. Maybe after this, you know, they just announced Evander Holyfield now going to be on the on the uh, on the on the fight card. I think under the Teofimo fight. Um, so shit, man, we'll see what happens. I mean, they're trying to really organize uh, some serious, serious cards of some serious firepower. You know, I'm just trying to get in that damn thing. Let's let's let's, yes. let's get it cracking. The trailer let's needs get it cracking. I'm finna come back outside, so it's you know, let's get it all cracking. <laughs> Cece, you've been amazing, man. Uh, what's up with this UFC card this weekend? What what do what do you what do you see there that it intrigues you? Um, well, you know, kind of the most interesting thing about this card is it is the last one that we're going to have um, at Apex before it hits, before UFC hits the road and 100% capacity fans are going to be allowed again. And so, you know, listen, it's been a year. <laughs> And yeah. It's been a year that, you know, but we got Gaslam and Rob, Robert Whitaker. I mean, it's a rematch for them. Two guys who are definitely still in the mix for a middleweight uh, championship. And, um, you know, like this, I, I like seeing the middleweights at, at the top of the car. That that division and welterweight, they, they tend to be a lot more athletic. Um, so we get to see a lot more skills happen in there. But um, I'm glad to see that they're going to be back, that fans are going to be back at sporting events. I just hope that it's going to be safe and that people listen. You know, if you get vaccinated, if you don't get vaccinated, wear a mask. Try to social distance if you have not been vaccinated. Just keep your ass out the hospital. Yes, please. Uh, and that's one thing, like I said, at the top of the show, I got my vaccine and I'm glad that I did it, even though I had already caught COVID uh, only because of the fact that I just want I want uh, I want everybody to be safe. You know, this is going to help 
you know, we've got about 33% of Americans vaccinated right now. It's way too low. We got to get it uh, going. We're not, we're not preaching here, but at the end of the day, we've got people that are mad that they can't go to sporting events. Well, we all have to do our part, right? So if getting a vaccine, there's no 5g in it, there's no fucking, you know, code or you're not going to be tracked or whatever. It is just legitly a shot that kind of hurt a little bit. I ain't going to lie. You know, my guns (laughs) kind of, you know, stumped me a little bit, but I got the Johnson and Johnson. I didn't fall on the floor and have convulsions or whatever. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine. And, and, and again, you know, it's just for the safety of everybody. If you refuse to get a vaccine, okay, well, that's fine. But uh, take care of yourself. Yeah, take care of yourself. (laughs) So, all right. So uh, I got another good, we got got another good guest. You know, you, you guys on Wednesdays, you and Jeremy, you guys been killing it, man. You guys been really having some really excellent guests. uh, And I'm proud of you guys for doing what you're doing. Uh, Sorry for the hiatus between you and I. For the last month, uh, trying to get things going, trying to get this business going outside so we can all keep this podcast going and have wonderful things to talk about. Um, And we will be back next week, CC. I I hope the kids are good. Hope you are good. Uh, And uh, Jeremy, I hope he's good, too. He's got a lot of good stuff going on. Shouts out to our producer, Jeremy Long. Does a lot of other stuff. Make sure to uh, see him on um, covering the Raiders, man. Uh, It's going to be a very interesting year so to speak oh i want to see what they're going to be doing down there at Allegiant. i can't wait to go to one of those games it's going to be awesome nevada will be open at 100 percent in june so there will be fans in Allegiant yeah. stadium i just can't believe like it's been a year like i just like wow. our last show box card which is we've been doing a lot of was february 28th and it just seemed like it was the other day because i had to use i told you i had to use the bathroom during that show which is the first <laughs> of of my career and it has been <laughs> damn 14 months man it's been crazy like i know everybody's missing it the fans are 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 clamoring to get back but man just take care of yourselves and let's all be safe you know period let's get it so i am cassandra who's on your girl the sports nisa for ralph velez and our producer for today uh who will be back in front of the camera jeremy long on wednesday of next week this has been